This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. Well, this is Betting Weekly Extra Time Champions League Edition. On today's show, the best bets from Europe's top competition. It's match week three, as the boys predict. Goals at Gala, a fractious affair in France, prop bets, profit in Berlin, and hopefully, a lack of action in Leipzig. You're with Dan Roebuck, while RJ, Will White and Steve West are all back, aiming for a third straight winning session on the group stages. Six games covered, nine official picks, four leans, and the best advice from some of the shrewdest operators around. We're going to kick off in Steve's back garden and also Galatasaray versus Bayern, where Bayern are the short price favourite, Steve, at minus 240. This is Tuesday, 12.45 Eastern, Gala. A plus 600, the draw plus 425. Look, Bayern have got a great record in group stages over the years. Steve, there's no doubt about that. And they usually score goals. And if it ain't broke, don't try and fix it. Steve, what's the play here? The bet, Dan, is over 3.25 goals. I think it's about minus 110 now. Um, But I can't get away from the goals in this game. Uh, Good day to everyone, by the way. You're right, I am in my back garden because my internet's gone down. So Dan's doing the hosting duties today. So uh, thanks to Dan for that. But um, yeah, every single every single Bayern Munich game this season has contained at least three goals. So if that happens again, the very worst that can happen is a half loss. And I've said before, you don't want to lose anything, but uh, half loss is better than a full loss. Uh, Bayern have only kept four clean sheets in all competitions this season, including one of those I think was in the DFB Pokal against someone terrible. And I just wonder, Galatasaray might be without Mauro Riccardi for this match due to an injury. We don't know yet. So that would be a blow, I must say. But I still think they've got some pacey attacking players uh, on the wings, especially who can cut inside and, and maybe get a goal on Bayern. But even if they don't, then I think Bayern are well capable of scoring three or four themselves. Explosive firepower. Looking ahead, they've got Darmstadt at the weekend. So I think they'll be quite focused on this game. And I think they could run up a few. I think they could rack up the score against Galatasaray. Who, It's a tough place to go, but I don't think Galatasaray can defend very well. So I really like the overs here. Um, over 3.25 goals, Dan. One of the problems, Will, I think, with Bayern in European competition is that the bookmakers, the market makers, have caught up for a long time. You backed over two and a half you backed over three and a half, you're in significant profit, but um, those profits are getting fewer and fewer year on year. Is it still value to play Bayern in these group games when it comes to overs? I think so, yeah. I mean, normally I wouldn't normally I wouldn't be backing a line this high on the overs, especially not an over three and a half. I know there are lots of us feel uncomfortable doing that. But there are two teams I think I'd break that rule for. And one of them, Brighton, we might get onto later in the Europa League show. Um, But Bayern would be the other. Um, I just think with the attacking weapons they have at their disposal, um, it's it's very, very tough to look in the unders uh, goals here. So, yeah, I quite like this bet. 
So that's Ovis and the Asian line 3.25 for Steve at around about minus 110 at uh, the moment. Um, Union Berlin, Napoli, the next game we're going to take a look at again Tuesday, but this is a later kickoff at 3 p.m. Uh, Eastern. Uh, RJ is going to take a look at this one with a couple of prop bets. We've got a, a lean from Will as well. Union at uh, around about plus 295 at the moment. Napoli are the favourites, minus 107, potentially without Victor Osman. In fact, I think he's going to miss this game. But RJ, um, we're looking at um, a team total for Napoli here, and it's something that you did with Stuttgart to good effect, to profitable effect at the weekend in their match against Union, who are in a, a run of shocking form at the moment. Talk us through your team total bet first up. Yeah, thanks, Dan. So looking at Napoli, team total over 1.5 at minus 106. As discussed, Union Berlin, uh, the Bundesliga side, who have a ha have had a challenging start to the season, right? Plain and simple. Uh, despite finishing fourth in Bundesliga last season, which got them to this, this stage uh, that we speak about in the Champions League today, they've been on a losing streak of eight consecutive losses across all competitions, including the 3-0 loss over the weekend against Stuttgart. Go the international break did not benefit them in any uh, positive fashion. Uh, their journey through the Champions League so far has been quite heart-wrenching, if you will, with the last-minute goal by Real Madrid, and they squandered the two-goal lead against Braga, resulting in both losses so far uh, up into this point. So they currently sit at the bottom of Group C with zero points. Napoli, on the other hand, the Serie A champs are second in Group C, uh, they've had a few spectacular performances. They needed a late own goal to secure a win against Braga. They suffered a loss against Real Madrid. So they won one, they lost one. However, their recent 3-1 to one victory over the weekend in Serie A against Hellas Verona should be somewhat of a morale booster for them. And looking at team news, Union Berlin will miss several key players. Uh, Andre Schaefer, Lorenz Dell, Joseph Jaronovic, Jerome Rousselone, uh, and then they have a few returning members, uh, Robin Nock, Ronnie Kedra, Alex Kral, who had had fitness issues. Uh, they returned and they played a little bit against Duke Gart over this past weekend, so they should be available. Uh, as we discussed, or we, we talked about briefly before the show, Victor Osman is is not going to be available uh, for Napoli. It's not. Um, it's a big deal, but it's uh, still not going to sway me away from this. Uh, there's obviously uh, many talented. Uh, players, the Georgian Wonder Boy. Uh, there, there's just there's talent all over the field, and I think they'll get this done. Uh, but this match is crucial for both teams, plain and simple, especially Union Berlin, who desperately need a win. Napoli, on the other hand, looking to to gain a little bit more uh, breathing room up the table, sitting behind Real Madrid right now. But plain and simple, Union Berlin has continued, and they have not shown any promise. They just continue to show weaknesses. And because of their desperate form in this competition and domestically, I expected a much stronger Napoli side to exploit them. So team total over 1.5 at minus 106. Yeah, hit at the weekend as well. We stuck got really good play from RJ then. Let's hope it's the same this time around. And you've got a corners play as well here, RJ. Just talk us through that. Yeah, drive in uh, briefly here, Dan. So looking at Union Berlin versus Napoli, over 9.5 corners at minus 103. Corners have been very profitable uh, so far through this tournament, and I don't typically like to roll multiple bets in, in the same match, but uh, as the old saying goes, if the shoe fits, wear it, right? So that's what I'm doing here. Uh, average corners between both sides in their respective home and away spots over the last 25 matches is 10.65 corners per match. Union average around 10 at home, 
Napoli averaged around 11.31, which is the second highest corner tally in this round, uh, this match day of, of this week. So uh, I'm just rolling with the metrics-based play here. So the stats suggest that we go over nine and a half at around about minus 103. Uh, Will, you have got a lean on this one um, with a Napoli success. You would have made it a pick if Osserman would have started, I believe. Just give us your thoughts on the game. Yeah, I think um, RJ's done a good job of outlining the case for Napoli here. Um, you're right. It would have been an official bet for me if Osserman had been fit. He's definitely out for this. One of the factors that I think originally moved this into potential bet range for me is the fact that Union Berlin are playing their home games in the Champions League and essentially neutral territory at the Olympic Stadium, um, which reduces their, their home advantage. Um, so all things considered, um, my model does make Napoli minus 120 to win this game. So we do have 15 to 17 cents of value. There's a little bit too much uncertainty with how much is the Osserman missing out um, worth to to, to Napoli to make it an official bet for me. You know, Napoli were very unlucky against Real Madrid in the last round. They won the XG battle quite convincingly, actually went down 3-2. Union Berlin, RJ's already said they're basically in free fall in Bundesliga. They've lost eight games in a row across all competitions. So, yeah, I fancy Napoli to get the job done here, but it's not an official pick. Sure. Just a lean. If people like the money line, Napoli is the play as long as it doesn't go below minus 120. Uh, Steve... Uh, you are a, an Union hater even more after the weekend. Any comment on this game at all? Well, I, I consider myself a pioneer of uh, being against Union this season. and I, <laughs> I, I'm very happy for the guys now to take over my mantle. Because <laughs> what he said about them being over, uh, underrated in the, on the uh, last European show. Forget that. They were terrible. They were garbage. Take them on. Lay them all day because they look an absolute mess right now. So I love these people. Uh, let's move on to some Wednesday games. We've got plenty of Wednesday picks for you. Barcelona, Shakhtar, we're going to look at first. 12.45 Eastern kickoff here. Uh, Shakhtar, obviously massive price. Barcelona, very, very short, not really backable. They've won their first two games uh, to nil. They've never begun a group stage campaign with three straight clean sheets, uh, Steve. Now, you're playing overs here again. Talk us through the line, talk us through the play. But, I mean, the question is, is this on all on Barcelona to get to get the goals here? This is a bit of a risky one. I'm, I'm taking over 3.25 goals at minus 129, I think, uh, is the price. I was torn between this and the minus 2.25 Asian handicap on Barcelona. They should win this quite easily in a similar way to how they beat Antwerp in, in game week one. And um, I, I have a bad record in Shakhtar games. I don't think I've hardly ever had a winning pick on them on these shows that I've done going back from last season. I really struggle with them. I don't know whether it's because of this, you know, the neutral territory, the the war thing where they're playing for their country. They're playing with different emotions. But one thing I do know is that they'll give it a good go. They'll fight hard. On the field, their defence has been terrible. I've not been impressed with how they've defended against Porto or Antwerp. And if they're struggling against those two sides, Barcelona could run up, run up a big number on them. So it just depends on Barcelona how focused they are. They do have the classico against Real Madrid at the weekend upcoming. So that maybe concerns me a bit, but maybe they might rest some defenders and that might give Shakhtar more of a chance to score. You've got to ask yourself, which scoreline do I want in my pocket? Do I want the do you want the three nil, in which case you take the handicap, or do you want the three one in which take in, in which case you take the goal? So I would much rather have that three one on my side for this particular game. 
I admit it is a risky one, but I think there's a good chance of a Barcelona blowout. They just want to get themselves maximum points in this group and get qualified as soon as they can done. Yeah, I should point out as well that Barcelona aren't playing their games, are they, in the, in the Camp Nou? Because it's... Um... Yeah. Uh, currently uh, being revamped, of course. But, I mean, look, they've been good so far and potentially this could be the play. Um, let's move on to Wednesday, 3 p.m. Eastern, Paris Saint-Germain against uh, Milan. We've got a couple of uh, picks here, one from Will, one from Steve. We've got a, a lean from Will uh, as well. Um, Will, we'll start with you. Milan uh, failed to score in the last four Champions League games. Paris Saint-Germain, you feel they need to bounce back after that defeat at St. James's Park to Newcastle. Uh, and you're playing the money line here. Yeah, I fancy PSG to get the job done here and win the game minus 118. I I have been negative about PSG so far on these shows. Um, I felt like I was the only person in the whole world on Newcastle at home to beat them in the last round. Got the job done there. Um, well, PSG didn't. I, I guess I did in, in a sense. Um, but I do think this might be the spot to, to get on PSG on side. Um, I've spoken about previously how... I do rate Luis Enrique, and I think he's the type of manager that PSG needed to bring in, uh, but that it would take a while for him to implement his systems and his methods. Um, we might be, it might be still a little too early for that, but at least we've got a few more games under our belt, and PSG are starting to to produce results. Um, they generated 3.5 of expected goals away to wrong a couple of rounds ago in league. Um, they look to start to be ticking, and they really do need to win this game. Um, in my opinion, PSG have quite a big home field advantage um, in the Champions League um, in contrast to Union Berlin, who we spoke about earlier. Dortmund, to me, not convincing um, away from home and, and PSG beat them easily in that first game. But um, they have won overall 27 of 34 Champions League group stage games and their form seems to be picking up, as I mentioned before. Um, as you said, I think you said, Dan, Milan only haven't scored in the last four Champions League games. Is, was that the stat? Yeah, going back to last season as well, when they had um, uh, the draws with uh, Inter in the, uh, in the semi-final. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, across all competitions, they've only scored one in the last three games. So they're not particularly fluent uh, in an attacking sense. Uh, in my opinion, they seem to be a bit too reliant on Rafael Liao. Uh, and then also, I think we have to recognize that they played 50 minutes on Sunday, 10 men against a Juventus game in quite an intense game. I'm not sure that's ideal preparation um, to go away to PSG, who are intimidating, formidable at home and who do need the win. So I think given the weapons PSG have at their disposal, um, I think Mbappe et al are going to get the job done here at minus 118. Round about minus 127, it's shortened up to the last I looked. Just very quickly, is that still acceptable? Mm. What sort of price would you would you say to, to betters? Look, that's fine, but don't go below. Or are we uh, on the minus, cusp already? Uh, minus 127 is about just enough right. value for the play, but I wouldn't be going, definitely wouldn't be going much shorter than minus 130. It might be worth waiting to see if there's a drift on match day here because potentially some of the big Asian money in the syndicates might get involved in AC because model rating-wise, we're about at fair value at the moment. Interesting. Uh, Steve, you've got a cards play in this one. Talk us through this. You think it could be a little fractious? Well, first of all, um, I actually want to congratulate Will on the bet that he had uh, at St. James's Park. Again, I think that was a really good call from Will. Fair play. 
maybe he's right about PSG all along in these rankings in Europe. But um, I was initially struggling to get some plays for this round. So I looked into the side market research and I'm going with over two and a half AC Milan cards at plus 125. Um, they're a very dirty team, Dan. They are right up there in the uh, Serie A um, fair play table, um, as in the worst end of it. The most cards in Serie A this season. They've produced the most fouls on average per game in the Champions League this year and also last season as well. So they're a very, really dirty side. And I think they're going to come under a lot of pressure here in Paris. PSG have got a lot of um, players who are very foulable, aren't they? You know, Mbappe's of this world, Dembele's of this world. And I think the the group's on the line for AC Milan. I think they'll be getting stuck in. They've got loads of players who will happily take a card for the team. I'm going to give several names here. Radek Krunic is my favourite. I think he's one of the most dirty players in the whole of Europe, Croatia. Yes. Um, Theo Hernandez as well. I've no idea how he's plus 320 to be carded at Bet Rivers. They are dangling a massive carrot there. But there's several other contenders like Tamori. And um, overall, I think I mean, we've got a Slovenian referee. I forgot what his name is. My notes are on my computer at home. So I'm a little bit off the cuff here. Um, but I do know that he issued about 10 cards in the Europa League semi-final last year. And I remember him well. It was Roma against Leverkusen. He dishes cards like confetti. So um, uh, this, this match right for... If AC Milan players do get stuck in, he's not going to let them get away with it. They've got to give it everything. I think we get at least three AC Milan cards, uh, whether they're red or yellow, I don't care. And, um, you know, getting on that at plus money, Dan, it just looks a really good value play to me. Uh, Slavko Vincic is the That's Slovenian right. referee who's going to be the man in the middle. And just a lean from Will. And when we got when I got the picks from everybody uh, last night, I mean, this for me is is better the week. I mean, I looked at some of the some of the stats. Will, I, I presume you've got them as well here. Just talk us through your lean and tell us why it's not an official pick. I wish I had made it an official pick. To be honest. <laughs> I, I think the reason why is I for some for some reason I had this idea that a, a, a over shots on target pick could not be an official pick, even though well, I did no, it well, no, well, we we try we we sort of guide people mainly to the sort of main mm. markets, but you're allowed prop best. But anyway, tell us what it is. It's it's Ashraf Hakimi to have at least one shot on target at a huge price of plus two twenty. Um, I would have this closer to plus 140, plus 150, although the stats would have it even shorter than that. Absolutely. He's averaged 0.76 shots on target per 90 in league earned this season, albeit against largely weaker opposition than he's going to be facing this midweek. Um, and he's had a shot on target in seven out of 10 games in all competitions this season. He was rested over the weekend, so he's likely to come in fresh. And I think one thing that that adds a lot of weight to this pick is he's going to be up against Tio Hernandez, who is, is not renowned as a particularly defensive uh, left back. And so I can really see there being a lot of space in behind AC Milan, Ashcraft bombing down the right-hand side and getting on the end of some crosses from the other other side, perhaps, or, or just getting into the box and, and having at least one shot on target. So I think it's a huge price at plus 220. It's absolutely massive. All the stats say it's a massive price. And it's the eye test as well, isn't it? Because yeah. whenever you see him play, 
He always gets forward, as you say, gallops forward. And as a former Inter player as well, let's face it, you know, against Milan, there's a lot of narrative that ticks all the boxes, I think, as you say, up against Teo Hernandez, who'll probably get carded as well, trying to stop him, which might suit Steve's play as well. So that's a lean, but for me, it's better the week. Um, Newcastle Dortmund uh, next. Newcastle, um, I'm not sure if there has been money for Newcastle. Minus 139, I've got the updated price here from minus 136, and I think you put them up at a little bit bigger. So I've, there has been money for them. I mean, Will, first of all, I know you like Newcastle to win this one. Do you think there's going to be more money for Newcastle as there has been in the Champions League this season running up to kickoff? It's tough to say, really, because they have shortened quite a lot. Originally, when I was picking this out, they were minus 129. They've shortened by 10 cents. That's quite a big move already. It's tough to say. I mean, to the eye, it doesn't look like a big price. So hopefully there will be some money on the other side. But, you know, having said that, I can see it shortening again. They have Newcastle have shortened in both games so far in Champions League group stage. And there's been money. Um, there's been money against Dortmund, especially in the... Uh, in the AC Milan game, I think uh, against away to PSG, there wasn't too much money around against Dortmund. But, but yeah, hard to say in terms of market direction. But um, in terms of a bet, I like Newcastle to win the game. Current price, I guess, minus one thirty nine. We saw what Newcastle did to PSG in the last round. Uh, Dortmund are uh, uh, definitely not as strong as uh, PSG. I think the atmosphere at St James's Park just puts a lot of pressure on teams when they go away. Um, Dortmund, I'm not sure that that's going to work in their favour. If Liverpool hadn't scored two late goals down to 10 men, Newcastle would have been flawless at home this season. Um, as I said, they've just beaten PSG 4-1 at home very convincingly. They've also just beaten Palace 4-0 at home. So how, how can you really oppose Newcastle here? There's not really much of a case for Dortmund, um, who have been largely unconvincing in the Champions League this season. Their league form looks strong but against quite weak opposition, especially relative to the opposition they're going to be facing here. Newcastle will be missing Botman still, but we've spoken about Lachelles. He's stepped in um, well in the games he's played since Botman's injury. Joe Linton's back as well. Um, so if Tonali's head perhaps is in another place, he can step in as he did over the weekend and arguably provide just as much of a threat, albeit in a different style of play. As I said before, money has come from Newcastle in both of their matches so far in the Champions League season. And Dortmund drifted a lot against AC in the last round. I'm not sure Dortmund will be able to live with the intensity here at St. James's Park. And to add to all of the points I've already raised, Newcastle rested Isaac and Almiron over the weekend and took Bruno and Trippier off early. So I think they're going to be coming in fresh. So uh, I really fancy Newcastle to win here quite convincingly. Yeah, Newcastle to win might go shorter. We'll see. Might not, as uh, Will rightly points out. Not one of those prices that might get smashed in at current odds. RJ, you've got a pick here as well. And again, we're focusing on corners. And I looked into some of the numbers. I mean, the averages here a point to your play here. Talk us through your bet. Yeah, so I'm looking uh, Newcastle versus Dortmund over 9.5 corners at minus 107 um, as well. And you, you all have alluded to Newcastle's shown formidable form in the Champions League so far, sitting at the top of the group table after two matches. 4-1 victory. Again, shout out, Will. That was a good call against PSG. Um, and then they had a... Hard-earned points. Uh, I think it was a nil-nil draw against AC Milan. So, and then you look at Newcastle's recent Premier League form. 
has been very promising. Obviously, they had a 4-0 win against Crystal Palace most recently. And uh, as you said, Will, you know, I kind of had a note about that, that St. James Park uh, has turned into uh, a fortress for them, right, with, with five consecutive wins at home, conceding just one goal during that stretch. Very tough place to play. Uh, shout out to, to uh, Steve on that, right? Challenging place at times. Um, but Dortmund on the flip side. Dortmund has, has yet to find the back of the net in the group stage following a 2-0 loss to PSG and a goalless draw against AC Milan as well. However, their Bundesliga form has been somewhat impressive with, with five consecutive wins. The challenge for Dortmund, will see if that they can translate that domestic form into European success, right? TBD on that. Um you know, Dortmund securing their first win in the Champions League is obviously crucial for them to keep their their hopes alive. So again, they're they're a bit desperate. They're a bit uh, needing of points here. And then looking at the corner numbers, Newcastle averaged ten point one three corners at home in the last twenty five matches. Dortmund averaged eleven point five three corners on the road over the last twenty five, with an average of ten point eight three corners per match, which was the highest of this match day amongst any Champions League matches. So over 9.5 corners, minus 107 was the strongest corner bet of the week. That is RJ's pick in Newcastle Dortmund Wednesday, 3 p.m. Eastern. We have got uh, one more official play from Will. We've got a few more leans to bring you as well before we wrap up. This is Wednesday, 3 p.m. Eastern. Again, it's Leipzig against Venezuela. Uh, where Leipzig are the short price favourites. Um, the goal line is under and over three and a half goals uh, Bundesliga as we've talked about over the last few weeks on various different shows is the league for overs 3.54 average this season 37 from 72 the strike rate 51.4 will I'm looking at you 16.17 points level stakes profit here 22 and a half percent return on investment but this is the Champions League not the Bundesliga and this is a classic will white bet to make you feel uncomfortable because despite all those numbers will you're going on this. Yeah, eventually I'm going to get one of these wrong and I'm really <laughs> going to I'm really going to feel uncomfortable about a bet that feels uncomfortable. Um you're right, like the Bundesliga stats are undeniable, but if you look a bit deeper, Leipzig are actually the second lowest team in terms of combined xG generated in across the Bundesliga. There is this perception that Leipzig are a super attacking team. They've got a lot of weapons, Danny Olmo, Javi Simons, Loisa Pender, to name a few. But if you look into their data, they're actually not that high in terms of goal expectancy in their games. This is an extremely high line, a three and a half line. I know Nigel would always, he'd automatically be backing under three and a half here in any in any game, really. But I don't think I don't think these two teams deserve this three and a half line. I'd have it much closer to three. So, you know, in this circumstance, if you're betting the over, you really need to see some strong evidence of high goal expectancy. I just don't think it's here. Um, Leipzig in their in their other home games so far in Champions League, albeit against a completely contrasting team, Man City only generated 0.47 of XG at home in that game. Svena Zvezda did put up quite a fight away to City, in the, especially in the first half. I think they went in 1-0 up at halftime away to City in, in round in match week one. Was it match week two? I think it was match week one. Match week one, yeah. Um, so the other factor here is Leipzig unders have been backed not only heavily in their Champions League games so far, but I seem to believe they also have quite a lot of money comfort unders in their domestic games as well. I think it's just this contrast between the data and the perception. 
Um, and given that under three goal line was backed uh, for Leipzig at home to City and away to young boys in previous rounds, I don't really see the rationale for the line being um, half a goal higher here. So I'll be backing the under three and a half goals at minus 115. Absolutely love it. Sometimes the metrics and the numbers and the closing line value and where the money can come from can give you contrasting ideas. Be interesting to see what happens. We're hoping for under three and a half goals. A couple of leans before we wrap it up. Um, we've got one in this game with RJ. Once again, we're looking at corners. Just rattle off your thoughts here. Yeah, briefly uh, looking at this match, and this was one that uh, I feel like can't support uh, Will, Will's thoughts with the under here, but this 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 corner play dramatically stood out for me. So under nine point five corners is priced at even money plus one hundred here on on Bet Rivers. The the data, the metrics support uh, averaging seven point four corners per match. In fact, just twenty six percent of the the combined home away matches over the last twenty five have seen over nine point five corners, and just eight percent have seen over ten, especially for uh, for Leipzig at home. So, you know, I, this almost looked too good to be true. And I thought that potentially Leipzig could just pile on the shots, which could lead to maybe an excessive amount of corners and defy what, what the data and the metrics are showing. So that's why it's more of a lean, but uh, it, it was hard to overlook the, this play. Unders for goals and corners when it comes to the Leipzig Svena Zvezda game for RJ Delini's under nine and a half corners. And to wrap things up, Steve, uh, still in his garden, the light is fading, uh, but you've got something for <laughs> us for Celtic Atleti. This is uh, Wednesday, 3 p.m. Eastern. Bad light hasn't quite stopped there yet. <laughs> <laughs> Might do for the Europa League show, but continue. Shout, shout out to the cricket boys on the Cricket World Cup show for that, by the way. Um, I, I like uh, Atletico Madrid to beat Celtic straight on the money line at even money. The more I was thinking about this, this probably should be an official play. But some things ingrained into me down the years do not bet against Celtic at Celtic Park. It's a tough place to go. But, I mean, is it a tough place to go now? Are they that good anymore? That's the thing, isn't it? And really, Madrid, Atletico Madrid should have way too much quality. Celtic have lost something daft like the eight or nine games in a row at home in the Champions League. Um, so I think the extra quality will show here. OK, is that your lawnmower, by the way, we can hear? No. <laughs> not I I that could be on. that could be me. I hear a little uh, activity going on in the background. Oh, so it's your lawnmower. Uh, yep. Right. That, that wraps up the picks and the leans. We need some best bets from the boys. Steve, what's, what's your best bet for Champions League match week three? I think it's got to be the cards. Um, over two and a half AC Milan cards at plus 125. I think they're going to play really dirty in Paris. Uh, RJ, what's your best bet? I would have to say the uh, Napoli team total over 1.5 would be my favourite bet this week. Okay, and Will, what's your best play match week three Champions League? I'm promoting my lean to my best play, Ashraf Hakimi, to have <laughs> at least one shot on target at plus 220. It. It's got to be done, Dan. I love it. We'll have to get a lot on the Google sheet with Joe. Um, that wraps up Betting Weekly Extra Time uh, Champions League edition. Many thanks to Steve, Will and RJ, who will all be back, of course, for the European head-to-head -head show on Thursday and indeed the Europa League show a little later this midweek as well. We've got two current champions, be like the UEFA Super Cup or maybe the Charity Shield. Uh, and take advantage of all the in-play action with uh, Bet Rivers, of course, throughout the European football from all of us. Is that a lawnmower? What is that, RJ? Is that a lawnmower? It can't be a lawnmower. What is it? It's a, it's a leaf blower. 
All right, okay. Well, close. That time of year out here, but yes, oh, I'm surprised you hear it. I can, I can barely hear it, but uh, oh, God, microphones. Yeah, we can, we sensitive. can hear it. Turn, turn, turn it off. Anyway, uh, from all of us, <laughs> it's goodbye. We'll speak to you later. <laughs>